Hi, I'm Mike Chen, author of Star Wars Brotherhood, and I legitimately really hate sand. You're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Long have I waited. A Utini Podcast Network production. Send a squad to the wreckage. Episode 194, Star Wars Project, Dead or Nah? I'll show you. On this episode, time is running out to vote for the 2022 Utinis. Do what must be done, Lord Vader. New versions of the High Republic novels are announced. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. And the Utini crew talks about the future of Star Wars projects. General Kenobi, we've been waiting for you. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Charles Hankel and Wes Jenkins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Living Force. I am, let me check, not Eric Eilerson. That's right, I am Charles Hankel. I am your only, I, I don't, I, I guess I'm your only hope tonight? No, not your only hope. I have one other hope with me tonight. Wes, let's go to you, buddy. Wes Jenkins, everybody. I, I can't introduce hey. you like Eric, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. The, I am here. Charles is here. We did not abandon you. We did not abandon you because, well, <clears throat> we had nothing else to do, really. Everybody else had more important things to do. But we would like to be here and putting a show together that, um, honestly, I think a lot of people need because there's a lot of things in uh, in the Star Wars media that kind of got pushed to the wayside and we haven't heard about in a while. So um, I hope that uh, Charles and I can fill you in on some projects that were created months ago maybe years ago and that have kind of fallen off the radar and we're gonna bring them back up yeah we're gonna call out disney and say what are these projects and are they coming back yeah i mean i you know i really hate it when just just big things change out of nowhere there's no explanation you know what i mean one one moment something's there the next moment something's not uh, I just I just hate that when it's not explained. So, anyways, let's move right on past the fact that Eric and Corey are not here this evening. Um, we don't need to talk about that. No, we should probably address it. We should probably address it. Eric, where's Eric right now, Wes? What do you think he's up to? Eric is most likely. Um, I saw that uh, 55-inch TV of a picture that he sent in our company Slack, and I'm hella jealous. Um, I'm assuming that he's hanging that thing tonight so he can watch us on the big screen i hope but um maybe not maybe he's uh he's situating his bookshelves because i saw they were very empty when he was sending us pictures of his new home and it, i believe that he's uh right next to you charles he is he's, <laughs> he's like 20 minutes away from me right now right now he's probably on his way here that's yeah that's, <laughs> let's be honest he's up. probably on his way here like, what's that What's that knocking at your door, Charles? And it's just I'm Eric. busy. I'm busy <laughs> doing your job, sir. Uh, no, Eric. Yeah, he just moved like cross country. He sent some some terrifying, dangerous looking photos of him and Charlie driving across the country and moving to good old Huntersville, which is right in in my backyard, basically. So uh, we're going to be seeing more of each other. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Corey. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, the last we heard from him, I just I said this in the chat when someone asked. The last that we heard from Corey, as far as I've seen, is uh, when he was in the middle of a desert in New Mexico. He was on his way somewhere to do some doctoring. 
That's all I got. Do you know anything yeah. else? Uh, I know that he hates flying based on all of the um, <clears throat> tickets that he has to go through, some of the some of the places where he um, his destinations got changed, so he had to change his ticket up, and it took like, you know, it'd be like a six-hour drive, so he changed yeah. that himself and all he that. He quite so literally already took a wrong well. turn at Albuquerque. Like, that's actually something <laughs> that happened to him. You haven't seen Bugs Bunny. I, I imagine that that is a horrible reference for you, but... Um, I th- yeah, Corey is in Albuquerque, I believe, working um, over the holidays as a um, doctor. So he is doctoring, finally. Jeez, it's about time. Um, so he's helping out over the uh, over the holidays for the next two weeks. So yeah, um, we expect to see him back here shortly. Yeah, he's had he's had like when was the last time that man worked? Like a year ago? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he remembers how it feels. I don't know, but, but he's getting a crash course today. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing like travel doctoring, which is a thing. Um, they pay you to do what other doctors do, but they make you do it somewhere else, and they pay you twice as much. So, <laughs> you know, of course, Corey finds a way finds a way to do that. But, anyways, yeah. they'll be back with us. Um, not next week, though, right? We are we are not going live next week. We are enjoying our Christmas holidays. Yes. No show next week, um, but we'll have something in the works um, at the last week of the last week of the year. Yeah. Ah, last week of the year. Holy crap! <laughs> now it all really it all hits me so fast. I know. Okay. I know. And we got some other special stuff stuff coming up because tonight is episode one ninety four, and you you guys know how we are when it comes to the the big anniversary episodes. We we got something in the works for that too, don't worry. But for right now, for right this second, before we get too far, I got to remind you, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Please come back mm-hmm. next time. That's all I got. Um, life updates though. We've been doing these for a while now and they've been fun. And, uh, and I guess I, I can go first. We were talking a little bit before the show, but I just got back from... Pittsburgh. I was visiting my family up there. That's where my mom's from. And uh, it was my first time back to see the side of my family for four years. And in that time, two of my cousins have had babies. So like the family is just growing and I got to meet them for the first time. And it was awesome. And, and you know, then you end up leaving and you're like, man, I, I had fun with that baby for two days. I, do I want a baby? <laughs> do I want a baby? And then, and then you realize, no, there's a lot more than two days in the year. I think I'm going to hold off on that for now, but I still had a blast, and uh, and I drove back six hours today with my parents to be here with you all tonight, so that was a lot of fun, and I got to see snow. It snowed, Wes. Oh, That's okay. Right. Yeah, it, I don't have any snow down here in the forecast yet. There is going to be lots of ice um, in the next coming weeks, so I was telling Charles earlier that uh, the weather in Texas is going to drop from 70 degrees on Thursday to 20 within a matter of hours. So um, it's going to be like, uh, um, what am I trying to say here? I wouldn't say an apocalypse, but pretty close to it. Because when it gets cold in Texas, people don't know what to do. As you've, we've heard about, a lot of people heard about Winterstorm Yuri last year. Um, it kind of threw off the power grid down in Texas, and a lot of people were out of power, so without power. Um, so we are more prepared this year. Um, it's not as bad because it's not a winter storm. It's just cold weather. Um, but uh, no ice. No snow, just ice yeah. and gray skies. Weren't you reading books by candlelight 
last year yes. during that winter storm. Yes, I f- I think I finished. Uh, uh, what was the the book with the drain gear? Um, uh, High Republic out of the book. Shadows into the dark. I think one out of two. Yeah, I think I finished I think that book within sense. two days. Yeah, because I had nothing to do. Yeah, you so know I, why I else? Read for West, a couple hours. Roundtables wait for no man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Roundtables don't care. They don't care. So I read for a couple hours and I take like a. 20 30 minute nap and wake up and then read a couple more hours and feel a little tired and take another and then read read some more take another nap so i kind of knocked the book out within two days it's good i know um, for a fact that you would wake up from your naps and and check the switch on the wall first and then and then go back to your book nope still nothing yes. all right well um so for me um i um have been i've been hunting recently um, I've been attempting to hunt, I guess. I haven't actually, I've gone out there. I guess you could say that's hunting. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like bird watching. Yeah. It's kind of like bird watching for me right now. Cause I'm looking and can't really, I haven't really seen anything. Um, but we did over, um, uh, over the I'm trying to see if we had this on here. So over the weekend we had a Utini, uh, secret Santa, uh, party, I guess, where we all got everybody from Utini got on a, uh, company zoom. And uh, we did a Secret Santa gift uh, gift exchange. So everybody got a person on the team, and then you send a gift. And um, you open them up live if you're there or not. You just send pictures or a video if you haven't uh, if you weren't able to attend. But um, I um, received my gift uh, about a week ago, and I took it with me to uh, my hunting lease. And um, I think the party was supposed to be about 5 o'clock, which is where... Time I was going to be hunting, and so I brought the present with me, and I have a picture of. So here's <laughs> this is a this is a platform. This is plywood here. I'm about eight feet in the air. Um, <clears throat> I'm not done. So it's basically going to be a, a big box, like a big clubhouse. But this is just the floor that you're looking at. And so I was laying down on this, and this little blanket here with like the the frillies is a ghillie blanket, which makes it look like you're laying on grass. Um, so I was laying on that and then I had this book that might be a, that might be one of the reasons why no deer came out because there's this bright, like bright present that's in, especially the bow that's up or there. Or it might like, be that the doesn't... no walls thing too. I mean, <laughs> just, that's, yeah. just I was getting pretty uncomfortable just laying down with my shoulders up the whole time. So I was moving quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> but I just wanted, I mean, you can't, you can't uh, hunt out there if you're not out there. So it's, it's worth a shot. Um, but I was going to, I called into the zoom and then, um, uh, I would, I guess I greeted everybody there for about 10 minutes and then it got too dark. So I had to, I had to pack everything up and go back and uh, open it in my truck. But, um, I was, uh, gifted with, uh, the star Wars cookbooks. There's a life day cookbook and there is, uh, the galaxy's edge cookbook and they are nice hardback books and they're pretty thick and more, um, more than just uh, getting the recipes out of them, I want to display them in my kitchen because they look nice. Yeah, and I have a couple. Um, I have another. I have a couple other cookbooks to displayed that are like uh, wild game cookbooks, but I wanted something, you know, that's on my other hobby list. So Star Wars cookbooks kind of fit that bag. Well, and anyone that knows you, Wes, knows that you are going to crack these things open. You're going to make a beautiful meal from one that's of them. Right. You're going to choose your favorite one. Then you're going to tip the plate with the beautiful meal on it into a blender. And you're just going to blend it up. Wes, that's, that's Wes the only way to eat your food. <laughs> and yeah, if you uh, caught the pre-show, I have a giant, uh, a giant pitcher 
blender that I drink before the show because I'll usually try to get a workout in before the show. And that is kind of um, ties me over for a couple hours before I actually have dinner. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But and, and you know, another life update. I got a bunch of home gym equipment. Uh, to the house and and Wes looked over the list because he's a home gym aficionado. So I am, I am now what I'm going to refer to as as Wes's protege when it comes to home gyms. So you know I'm, I'm sure I'll be updating y'all about that too. So keep me keep me posted. Keep me keep me in line. Make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Eric is in the chat by the way. He's popped in uh, and he says he likes my hat. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Eric. We got some other people popping here in the chat, too. Um, some people who apparently do know Bugs Bunny, so that reference was not lost on everybody. <laughs> That's nice. Um, and then a couple of very cold people listening tonight. Aaron Thompson says he's in Montana, and it's negative 20 the rest of the week. So you don't have it what? so bad. <laughs> no. no, I'm sure you have precautions in Montana that people in Texas have not heeded or don't even know how to don't even know how, wouldn't know how to use them if they did like chains on tires. What is that about? We don't know what, how to put them on, let alone where to buy them. So <laughs> some of that stuff is like is way out of our league when it comes to like winterizing um, automobiles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I like that you say that, but at the same time, y'all have like ten gallon hats, and it's like, what's? Why don't you put something under there? Why don't you put like some hand warmers <laughs> under there or something? You can. You can put all kinds of stuff. You can put a sandwich in there. You can uh, <laughs> an extra pair of clothes. Spoken like extra someone gloves who's been there before. Yeah, <laughs> Stephanie Mack is in the chat too. She's she's I think the runner up right now. Negative eight. Oh wait, she's speaking Celsius. What is that? I don't. I can't do that math. Negative. Did eight she win? You Celsius. might be the winner, Stephanie, and I and I don't yeah. know. So congratulations to whoever the winner is. But. Um, <laughs> Let's let's talk about Christmas plans, Wes. What are you doing later on this week, this weekend? Okay, so for Christmas is Sunday. So Sunday I will be um traveling to Chapel Hill, Texas. Oh not North I got Carolina. For a second. <laughs> not North Carolina. Uh but it is roughly an hour and a half from um from Katy, which it Katy is basically forty five minutes from Houston. So um I'm traveling west to Chapel Hill. Um, that's where my parents live. Um, they have a couple acres up there. My mom has two horses, and my dad um, cleans up all the uh, poop, I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's all he does. And he, and he mows a yard up there. They're both retired, and that's kind of um, – my dad bought that land years and years and years ago, probably about my age. So he was wow. uh, he was well aware of uh, what his future plans were, and I'm just like – I'm. Um, I run a Star Wars podcast. What are the horses' names? <laughs> uh, so one, the first one is Cisco. That one is a Palomino, uh, like a light brownish horse uh, with blonde hair. And the other one is um, Stash, like mustache. Um, and he's a stallion. Thanks for <clears> and, the clarification. Uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's younger. He's a younger. He's a younger horse, and they're both male. Um, my mom usually uh, she bought Stash. Because uh, she wanted to break him in and, and kind of train him and uh, give her some something to do, really. And she takes him on trail rides and all that kind of stuff. So wow. she's always been into horses. My sister is the same. My sister um, runs a, a horse farm for um, the U.S. Army um, right outside of Fort uh, right outside of Fort Hood. 
So um, she like takes care of like 30 horses, whereas my mom takes care of two. Wes, I've known you for a very long time, and I swear that just just subtracting Corey and Eric from this conversation, I've learned more about you this evening before the show and during the show already than I've ever known before. So because Corey doesn't let me talk, that's true. Has anybody seen the show? That is very long-winded. Corey doesn't let me say anything, and he 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 knows it. And he doesn't have internet in the desert in New Mexico, so he doesn't even know what we're saying. We can say whatever we want. But we were talking before the show. We were like, they, they have basically left us with. The two like least talkative co-hosts to just run the That's show right. on their own. So, you know, I, I appreciate y'all being brave and giving us the reins and giving us the comp- having the confidence in both of us to put together episode one ninety four that'll probably get the most views that you've seen on YouTube year to date. Um, yeah, as to say ever, not even year to date, right? <laughs> look at us! Look at us! We are the uh, let West talk. Let West talk. Let West. That's right. Talk. <laughs> that is right. Well, we need to let the people talk. We need to let the people talk a little bit. My internet's doing things that my internet does. <laughs> We're just gonna roll with it. Um, if occasionally my face turns into one large pixel, just know I am still with you in spirit at the least. Um, but no, let's let's talk about what the people should be doing right now. Other than watching this podcast, you should be going over to utini.com. You should be checking out the Utini's voting page. It's like one of the top stories, uh, one of the top links on our homepage. Make sure that you are getting your votes in because the Utini's are only running through the month of December. We decided to push them a little bit this year since we're taking next week off. We are going to be doing the Utini's first thing in the year 2023. But again, the awards are for the year of 2022. So make sure you get in there, make your voices heard. Let's see what was the best book of the year. Who was the author of the year? We've got all kinds of these things. If you missed our recent show on the Utinis, we talked about all the different nominees. We talked about who we think we, you know, we would vote for to win, and uh, and we want to see who's right because that's that's what friendship is at the end of the day, right? Is keeping tabs on who was right the most times. So, anyways, right. go vote. And um, in case you're. You're following along on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube uh, channel, uh, watching live right now. It is totally not fair that book cover of the year gets an out of print edition as one of the categories, as one of the nominees. Just FYI, I'm going to say that in front of everybody um, <clears throat> because it's so good. <laughs> but here's just like just scrolling through. I mean, we have pictures that go along um, with what you with the nominees, so it's not just a list. You get to see exactly what you're um, kind of. Brings a little bit of a perspective to it. So we have pictures of everybody and then pictures of the works. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good options this year. Pretty high Republic heavy, which we discussed the other week, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think we might have some, some people sneak in there, some non high Republic winners sneak in there. So we'll see. But on that note, if you are not in our Patreon, why don't you consider joining our Patreon? Tis the season, make it your new year's resolution. I don't know. But we've got all kinds of stuff, all kinds of extra content over there on Patreon. So go there now if you have not joined us yet. Patreon.com slash Utini. I don't think that we have any new Patreon or patrons, I should say. That's hard, Eric. Man, I know you always mess that up and I make fun of you, but geez. Uh, <laughs> just a simple thank you this week. No one new to shout out, but if you are one of our patrons, seriously, thank you so much. It's so cool to look back at, at the past year here at the end of the year and just see all the new names, all the new faces that we've gotten to know, people that have become big in the Discord, whether you're part of the page, you know, the Patreon community or not. That is 
that's just awesome. And keep your eye out there because we are going to do something. We haven't really figured it out yet, but we're going to do something special just as a just as a happy holidays, Merry Christmas kind of gift for you guys at the end of the year. So keep your eyes posted there. But on that note, talking about all of this, all these beautiful covers out of print editions, we've got some other covers to discuss in the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup! I tried. Guys, I'm doing my best here, okay? But no, really, we do have some some covers to discuss here. This is really the only news that I have seen in recent weeks. And by I mean I have seen, I mean Eric directly sent to me and added me in Slack because that's how I get most of my Star Wars news. Um, it's the, the High Republic YA paperback box set that is set for release, not actually until April of 2023, but we did get a look at the covers uh, three new covers, in fact, um, on Twitter recently. And while Wes is pulling these up, you know, I'll describe them again. It's only the YA books, so we got some of the things that we mentioned earlier. We got Into the Dark, we got Out of the Shadows, and we got looks nervously at bookcase because he can't remember the third one right now. Midnight Horizon, no, Midnight Horizon. Um, and these three books are getting released in a box set, paperback only but with new covers. And, you know, we're all about variants here at Utini. I mean, we're nominating variants basically for for cover of the year with the out-of-print editions. And I think these are up there, actually. I think these are, are, are up there. Um, Wes, do you know where that link is? Uh, no. I'm going to find it. If you can, I'm gonna find you can it. send it over to me. I can find it. It's, uh, um, it was in our but... Living Force chat. I'm going to go look for it while, while you vamp for a hot sec. Okay. Um, so, as they are looking for the Living Force... Um, I got it. I got it. There is, a couple, um, there is a couple books that I have not purchased yet in physical form um, because I was rating for... The out of print variants because the out of print variants last um, last phase were so good that I was like, oh my god, do I need three editions? And some of, I mean, the answer probably is yes. You need three editions of the same book because they look good on the bookshelf. But the uh, out of print, I was we're waiting not getting anymore as of now. Right. Are we? I don't, I don't think so. So this is the other like cover that you could possibly get that would um, add to your collection, or if you were get audiobook like I do then maybe your first edition of a uh, actual cover would be one of these. Um, and I don't, I don't know the price on it, Charles. Do you know the price no. on it? Okay. Money is no object. <laughs> Money is no object. Uh, but no, these... So basically these new, these new portraits, well, they're covers, but they are portraits because it's one of the main characters from each of the stories... And it just looks like a nice kind of painted portrait of that character, a close-up. Um, so, yeah, now you can see him there. We've got Wreath Silas there on the left. We've got Vernestra Rowe on the upper right. And then we've got Zetzine. God, I always forget. I always forget because I didn't read all the High Republic adventures. I'm going to say that Zine Morala until someone corrects me in the chat because Wes isn't so. going to do it. I think I couldn't tell you um, because I definitely know Vernestra Rowe and then Reed Silas. I think Into the Dark, I know obviously because uh, that was the book that I read during the freeze because you so eloquently pointed out, Charles, 
Um, but I can't seem to pull up a better picture of this other than, oh my God, that's how you do it. So look at that. <laughs> Would you just look at it? No, that looks great. I mean, what do you think? Row. What do you think about these covers? Um, this is very, this is very like Obi Wan Kenobi as because of the, because of the the blue glow and the hood. Um, but it, the um, it also has a little flare of the High Republic with like the gold tassel that holds it together. It's um, like a, it's but, like a Jedi equivalent of a bolo tie. Yeah, right. But this is a great cover. Um. Especially, but they're paperback. So, and you said it's coming in a box set? It's a box set, yep. So they're all going to come together. Um, obviously, it's the same style of art, but yeah, they are paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to you gotta be one of those collectors. And I will say, I've, I've, downsized, I've gotten rid of a lot of my paperbacks. I love paperbacks. The only kind of book that I like to read on the beach, and that's where I love to do a lot of reading. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know that I'm going to pick these up. Not that they're not great covers, I think they look great. I love when there's some consistency in the art as well. And mm-hmm. um, and here we definitely get that. But I don't know if I will personally pick these up. Did they say when these are actually hitting the shelves or are they there April right now? April 4th. Oh. Um, they were trying to give me an early birthday present the day before my birthday. And here we are. That's interesting. Why they wouldn't... Um, well... We always had the the joke about the supply chain issues with uh, books coming out, but like it'd probably be a good um, holiday um, holiday bundle that you could purchase, you know. Yeah. Especially right now, so, I mean that'd be a good. But I guess uh, maybe next year, twenty twenty three Christmas next year. But they're going to be out for eight months by then. But um, but it, I mean, regardless, if uh, you want to pick these up, they're great covers. They're probably great for displaying as well because um, it's not something that I've seen before. Especially if you don't have them already. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there's that. That's really all the news that we have for this week because you know it's the end of the year. I assume people, even at Lucasfilm and Del Rey and all these places, they you know they got end of the year plans too. So we'll give mm-hmm. them a pass. That's all we got this week, and we're gonna move on to the main show tonight, guys, because we have got quite a bit of material to move through. Um, I don't even remember how we decided on this topic. I think it was probably the Patty Jenkins news. Correct me if, if I'm wrong, Wes. I assume that's your yeah. aunt or something because you have the last name. I don't know um, what Aunt Patty is up to. We learned a little bit about <laughs> a little bit about that on Twitter, and uh, and we'll come to that later. But basically, tonight's episode, you may have noticed, it's entitled "Dead or Nah." And what I really envisioned in my head was a studio audience yelling that out, like in, you know, classic 1990s form, like, dead or no. And then someone gets slimed for no apparent reason. Yeah, (laughs) that was my heyday. Um, But no, tonight we're going to talk about a lot of these Star Wars projects that are definitely, probably, absolutely, at least possibly going to happen in the next decade. And then we're going to put on our Nostradamus caps instead of our Santa caps and decide whether or not these projects are actually going to come to pass or not. Uh, because we can do that now. Because this is our show. Mm-hmm. And, and we do what we want. And the rules are simple. <laughs> we pick a project and then we decide, dead or not. And for full disclosure, I mean, it's hard to keep up with these things, right? I Again, yeah. I'm not joking when I say I get my Star Wars news from Eric. Like, genuinely, sometimes, as I am doing this show, I learn about things from Eric. So thank you, Eric, for all the research that you do for this show. I 
am lazier than you are. And <laughs> I found a great article on gamesradar.com. And I'm, I don't want to deny them their credit. That is kind of what we're using, what we use to, uh, to do this show. We have no affiliation with GamesRadar. I don't know anyone that runs the page. I'm not endorsing anything they've, they've ever done or anything they've ever said. But this was a very helpful article. So thank you, GamesRadar. Yeah, and um, just like going back about the news for Star Wars projects, a lot of this um, gets announced a long, like a long time before it even comes out, or if it does come out. And so I forget about a lot of these things until either Eric or somebody like in our Slack, or I see it in an email, or I don't see it in an email. That's a lie. I see it on Twitter. <laughs> um, but like a lot of this stuff gets lost in the weeds, right? And and so. Um, you'll hear about projects that are coming out and you're like, Oh, what happened with that? And you don't hear about it. And it kind of just gets, it kind of gets pushed off and then canceled and they don't talk about it. Well, some of these, some of these shows have been canceled and I thought they were coming out. So this is a great episode to rehash some of the, some of the projects, some of the movies, some of the TV shows that they said, or that Disney or um, Lucasfilm has, has, has curated um, over the years or over the months. And then we're trying to figure out, Hey, is this something that we're actually going to be getting? Are we looking forward to this stuff? I mean, they put out uh, press releases, YouTube videos, even in Patty Jenkins case. Um, so we're going to go over some of those projects. And like the title says, is it dead or nah? That's right. That's right. Pulse check on all of these projects. And, yeah, there, and there are quite a few. And I think let's start with one of the big profile names we're going to get to patty jenkins in a second but let's start with one of the one of the biggest names i would say that i was familiar with because some of these names quite honestly i didn't know until they were tied or potentially tied to a star wars project but taika waititi this is someone who i was very familiar with and the rumor is that he is getting a film of some kind he's going to be co-writing it with christy wilson cairns who uh wrote scripts for 1917 which was a big World War movie that came out. And last night in Soho, I have heard about that movie. I can't tell you anything else about it. But obviously, you know, someone else is very talented as well. And Taika Waititi is, is, what would I say about him? He's obviously hilarious. He's known for putting his own spin on things. And that's something that he said that he is really trying to do with this project. I think he... He used the words like expanding, you know, the universe, which we talk about all the time, but he used those exact words. That's what he's looking to do. Not create something that's been done before, but create something new. So what do you think of when you think about Taika, Wes? Um, so he did he direct um, some of the um, Mandalorian episodes? He did. He did. Yes. Um, can you remind me which ones it was? I cannot. I think it... I, I want to. I want to say it was um, one of the one of the ones with the. Oh, you know uh, what he did. Ship? He did the finale that opened with the stormtroopers. The finale of season one, I think, that opened with the stormtroopers on their uh, on their speeders. That was like the right. ten minute scene, yeah. and then they end up <laughs> punching little Grogu they, in the head. Where they punch Grogu, yeah. yes, and that was uh, Jason Sudeikis as one of the voices. So I feel like he would put together a great cast. Yeah of people that um, you wouldn't necessarily think that were in Star Wars, but you recognize their voice, which I love. Um, so I think that's great. I mean, I think all different perspectives based on your directing and your producing are 
great for Star Wars because not only are there different aliens and different um, types of types of people, whether it be scoundrels, Jedi, um, normal, like basic um, workers or like the Gungans or even, yeah. um, there's got to be different types of directors. So you have different perspectives on, on, on these things. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, I think comedy in Star Wars has always been there, um, especially when you watch the original trilogy with some of Han Solo's quips. I mean, that's there, right? So um, why not? I mean, I think that's great, but what is the film going to be about? Do we know? We just, he just, you get a film and like, what's the, what's the era? Do we have, I don't don't think we have any information on this, but you know, he's actively worked in the sequel trilogy era or kind of that, you know, in between OT, ST era. And Mm -hmm. one of the comments that he made in a, uh, in an interview with total film from this past summer, he said, I don't think I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, oh, great, that's the blueprints to the Millennium Falcon. Ah, that's Chewbacca's grandmother. That all stands alone. That's great. Though I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. So, I mean, Uh, I feel like he would probably avoid the OT because obviously it's very dense with storytelling already. Really, honestly, same goes with the prequels. So I think that we could maybe see him either doing something... Uh, I don't know, pushing the timeline towards the future a little bit or maybe in an era that we've never even seen before. I I don't want to jump off the ledge here and say the High Republic, but maybe the High Republic. Or maybe maybe there's something that ties in between episode eight and nine. Yeah. Because um, it is, how many years is that? Ten, not ten years, right? Five years? Five years. I think it's five years. Um, so, I mean, there's there's always that story. And if he's gonna, if you're going to do new characters you can always do new characters off a different planet that's what's great about star wars is that you can create a whole new set of characters and a whole new world because there are hundreds of character characters that you've seen like for brief moments and there are hundreds of worlds like you can just keep expanding into the chaos that giant map that we have seen online of how far out um outer space or outer space the outer rim is so, I mean, even what's past the outer rim, who knows? You can always create something. So why not? I mean, there's you can there's probably like a character in The Last Jedi that we barely saw that you can make a movie out of. Or you can just like put together some kind of script of where this particular alien has come from. Yeah. Whether it was from Canto Bite or <laughs> whether it be um like the um the what are those like the those wolves that were on, um, that were on crate. Um, oh, the little crystal fox thing. Yeah, little crystal foxes. Yeah. Who knows, so. man? But it's interesting <laughs> because, like, at least in my mind, right? Like, Taika makes good action movies, but like comedy heavy, right? If you're thinking about like what, at least what he's done with Thor, you know, what he did with with mm. uh, Love and Thunder and Ragnarok. I mean, they're they are comedy heavy, like to the point that it's almost a comedy before it's an action movie. And Mm. for some reason in my head, comedy being like this light thing is almost like the antithesis of like lore, like creating new lore and and that kind of stuff. Right. So I'm really interested to see what this project might be. Um, And I think he has proved at least to me, I'm sure there's a lot of angry people on YouTube that if they see this would disagree with me, but I think he can handle big IPs. I mean, I think he's yeah. he's shown that with 
his work in Marvel and what he's done in Star Wars so far. So, yeah. Yeah, he has a great resume. There's You shouldn't have to hold him back with anything. Yeah, and a great accent. Um, great accent, too. <laughs> so, so the, I mean, just even... Stephen, thinking about it, Canto Bai would be great for a comedy. It actually <laughs> would. Who's that? Who's you that know? one character that I think is Joseph Gordon-Levitt voices him? That's like turning Finn into uh, into the policeman. He's just like, yeah, you parked his speeder right yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy needs a whole just trilogy. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely agree. It's easy. That's easy pickings for a comedy as Canto Bite. So yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Well, so then the question, the first question of the night was, dead or not? Nah? Is this project going to happen? It doesn't have to happen in 2023. That's not what we're talking about. Will this project come to fruition? Period. What do you think? I say, nah, as in. Not dead. I think Disney, I think Lucasfilm, I think Star Wars would be crazy to um, to lose this, to lose Taika Waititi as a possible director for a Star Wars movie. Um, I think he'd bring great perspective and great a different point of view um, that we really haven't seen in Star Wars lately. Um, whether they put it on the big screen or whether they put it on Disney+, Plus, um, I think he'd be an incredible asset to Star Wars. Yeah. So, nah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I just want to point out that Eric, who could not be here, but is in the chat, um, he's breaking the rules of the game already. He's he's saying alive but sick. That's what he's saying. <laughs> he's alive, <laughs> but he's ailing. That's not the name of the game. It's not the name of the game, Eric. It is dead or not. And I agree with you, Wes. I'm going to say nah. I think Taiko Atiti is alive and kicking. I think this project is something that we're going to see. I get the feeling it's in the... F- farther future than we want to probably admit yeah but i think it's gonna happen yeah well so let's move on to patty jenkins because again she was kind of the uh inspiration for this episode i think in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh, and i know we talk behind the scenes like is it is it gonna be weird that we're talking about your aunt on the show like i'm not trying to mix <laughs> like family and business and then you're gonna have to see her at christmas and like i you know but we decided for the sake of the show, we should probably talk about this. So, so Wes, tell me what you remember about Patty Jenkins' supposed film, this Rogue Squadron project. So what I remember is we got the YouTube video of her showing our rollerblading up to her car and speaking about her father um, and then um, talking about a new Rogue Squadron film. Um, that would be coming out in the very near future. It'd be the next full featured film. Um, and that was kind of what everybody was excited for me included. And I think it was um, slated for what it's worth. I think at the time it was slated 2023. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fairly, fairly soon from, we must've heard about it a year ago. Well, so the, the teaser that you're referring to, that was actually posted December 13th. Um, or no, I'm sorry. It was, uh, I don't know what day, but December of 2020. So that teaser came out two, two years, four ago. years ago. And I think oh that we God. heard about the project before we got that teaser. If I'm remembering right, I want to say maybe even a year mm-hmm. before that. So like this thing was supposedly in the works for years now and, yeah. and you're playing it now so we can kind of all watch it back. It's a really good teaser. I mean, this it got was. me excited for it. I was, 
I don't know. I, I didn't understand why she was rollerblading, but it was kind of cool at the same time. And yeah. she seemed to really talk about the project with a passion because of what you're referring to about her dad. I don't remember the specifics, but I think her dad was a pilot or was in the military, and she was really mm-hmm. treating this as not just a Star Wars project, but as a way to to kind of tell his story a little bit or, or inject a little bit of her own family life into Star Wars. Right. Um, which made it a lot very personable to her, right. which made us all believe this has got to be something that's happening, right? It's got to be incredibly important not only to her but to the Star Wars fan base because we have we now have like um, a movie with important events and she puts on the helmet afterwards. I forgot about I did that. Too. That is awesome. And the full on <laughs> X wing. Oh yeah, oh. and she walks to the X wing. I completely forgot about this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean so. It feels like she put her heart and soul, not that she didn't do that with any of her other movies like Wonder Woman or something, but, I mean, we got this great teaser of Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Everybody um, that I know, I haven't read them yet, are just, like, thrilled with those, with the Rogue Squadron books. I mean, it's brought so much more legends. (laughs) I love those books. I love those books. Yes, they have cringy moments. Yes, they star corn horn. Yes, uh, there are things in them written in certain ways that you would not write them today. But for if you appreciate them through the lens of the time that it was, I think they're great reads. Um, and yeah, I mean, they would not go to the trouble of making that teaser yeah, if they did not think this thing was alive and well. But here we are, fast forward two years, almost to the day from when that teaser was, was posted, and Patty Jenkins is... is rumored to not be working on Rogue Squadron anymore in favor of one of her other really big projects that she's also very passionate about, Wonder Woman, right? She's done two Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman films, but there's a twist, guys. There's another twist. DC, who obviously owns Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman is a DC character, uh, they recently changed who's heading up their company. And in that change-up, in that switch-up, it sounds like they are axing a lot of the projects that were on the board. And part of that is a financial reason, apparently. Um, part of that is it's, they just have a new creative vision. Like recently, Henry Cavill, now we know, is, is not going to be playing Superman anymore because apparently they're doing a younger Superman story. So these things are happening. In the Wonder Woman uh, third movie, apparently has been axed as well. So this frees up Patty Jenkins from the thing that was supposedly going to keep her away from doing Rogue Squadron in the immediate future, and she's addressed this recently on Twitter. Just six days ago, December 13th, 2022, Patty Jenkins uh, posted something on Twitter talking about what was going on with Wonder Woman, talking about what that meant for the future of some of her other rumored projects and as you can see if you're watching the live show it was she had a lot to say i mean um yeah this is a long um well because you can't put this many characters in twitter it is a picture of um a basically a transcript of what she it's a word document um, west for sure she's doing this in microsoft (laughs) word i hope she's doing it in microsoft (laughs) word i appreciate her even more (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but she basically says, like, listen, I'm not trying to air out anyone's dirty laundry, but, like, this is my side of things. And the important takeaway, without us reading this entire thing, because no one wants to hear us do that, the important takeaway is she says, like, it's not dead. Like, Rogue Squadron is not dead, and she's talking to Lucasfilm about this thing, and it's it's still a possibility. So, do we take Patty Jenkins at her word get it at her word document or uh is this thing dead because it has been years literal years this thing is supposed to be hitting theaters next year it, you know based on the original timeline obviously that would have changed but is is this dead or not wes i want to say this is nah i want to say that they already had a concept of the movie um, they have the stories to back it. Um, there's more than Patty Jenkins that was working on it. So she must've had, you know, some, uh, help with other producers and maybe some, um, assistant directors and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you can hand this off to somebody where they're not going to be the exact vision that Patty Jenkins had. Um, it can be, uh, something else. Um, so I'm going to say nah, because I think there was a lot of work that was put into it before this teaser trailer actually came out. Um, I think she said they had a whole story treatment, not a script, but like they knew the story. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, much like, um, the Taika Waititi, um, movie. Um, I don't think anything's going to be soon, to be honest with you. I I think they're, they're doing too well off of, uh, TV shows that are on Disney plus. Um, so, and some of the, uh, like the, the animated shows, um, the shorts that that's coming out. I mean, I think they're getting what they want with the Disney subscriptions based on what they're putting out. I don't think that they need, they need to rush anything as far as, um, as far as cinematic films to get a money grab. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can take their time and, but I'm saying not mostly because they, there is a backstory there based on legends um, and based on, Kind of um, what they have already put together, as far as what you said, like a like a storyboard or some storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree with you. It sounds like um, sounds like other people are agreeing with you too. Eric, I think he's he wants this so badly. He says, but her statement sounded like even she wasn't sure. Sounds like he's thinking yeah. it's alive. Stephanie Mack, she says, nah, this thing is alive, but it'll take a few years. And says hashtag patience, my young Padawan. Um, and, and Dale Erdman brings up the point. She's not even sure what's going on with wonder woman 12. He says happening. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I agree. A lot of this is confusing. I think a lot of this is up in the air, but I'm with you guys. Oh, wait, no. Eric just came through and said, he thinks it's dead. He thinks it's dead. I disagree. I disagree. And the, and the main reason I say that actually is more so where you were going with that was, Yes, there's a lot of Legends material behind this, but remember, we've seen a lot of references to Corrin Horn in canon at this point. A lot of them were recent. There was there was right. the kid named Corrin, right, in, uh, in but that was in Obi-Wan, right, or in Kenobi. Um, and then we got the name of Corrin Horn's grandfather was one of the names scrawled on the, the path wall that yes. Kenobi found. So I mean they're dropping the breadcrumbs the breadcrumbs little pieces. Yeah, and and I think that if everything was going according to plan when all of these projects were under development, you know, 
those would be leading somewhere, maybe even like the Rogue Squadron movie. So I feel like they still want to do this thing. Um, now, whether or not they do it and whether or not it's Patty Jenkins. So I guess that's what I'm going to change my answer to. I'm breaking the rules now. I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> is the Project Rogue Squadron dead? The answer is nah. Is Patty Jenkins going to helm that project? Maybe not. The answer is dad. <laughs> it's dad. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think somebody else takes the reins on that. Okay. All right. Unintended. Well, let's let's move on to some of these smaller projects because I think those are the two bigger ones. There are some other big names. I'm sure some people are already shouting those names at their computer screens right now. But I want to talk about some of these smaller named projects. Like number three on our list here, Damon Lindelof's film. Now, now, Wes, who is Damon Lindelof? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, Damon Lindelof is the Watchmen showrunner. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. <laughs> well, good, because that's all I know, too. I know that people like that show. Uh, it's based on the comic book series, The Watchmen, right? Um, I think it was an HBO show. I want to say it was. Um, and, I, and people say great things about it. Um, but that's all I know about this guy. Uh, that's it. I don't even know what he looks like. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, which take that with a grain of salt... This project is some kind of a film, some kind of a movie that Damon Lindelof is going to be heading up, and it is supposed to take place after The Rise of Skywalker. It's not episode mm. a million, right? It's not episode 10. It's not a continuation of the Skywalker saga, but it is in that period. It is in that time period. So, listen, Wes, I could ask you a million things. I could ask you, what is Damon Lindelof's middle name? What is his birthday? <laughs> Where is he from? Name one other project that he is associated with. But I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do you. that. I can't read that. And book. you could say whatever you want, and I would not know if you were right or wrong. That's not why we're here tonight. What I want to know is what might that project look like? Like what, what do you think you might be exploring beyond Episode Nine? If we're moving that direction down the Star Wars timeline, what is it that you think he might see there that is so worth exploring that is again not a continuation of what we've seen through the saga films up to this point i would hope that it is not a rehash of everything that obviously by what you had asked me it's not a rehash of everything that we've seen in each trilogy it is a group of bad guys group of good guys and you have the internal conflict, whether it be because it's almost the same whether you have in the OT trilogy, you got the Empire and the Jedi, and then you have sequel trilogy, you have First Order and the Jedi. There, I hope there is not another something Order, something Empire versus the Jedi. I hope it is they focus more on the people itself, um, much like we see in books now. Um, they kind of uh, they kind of bring those stories to light based on um, there's I think the majority of the Star Wars universe is regular people regular aliens regular beings and the Jedi are the um, are the they're the minority mm-hmm. um, so there's other conflicts much like um, the video game that we all wanted to come out a long time ago thirteen thirteen just that would go over. Um, you know, some of the stories that go on within the, the lower ranks or the lower levels of Coruscant and not necessarily Jedi have to be there. 
It could be all kinds of uh, different kind of beings. So um, I think a a story that doesn't is not Jedi centric would be fantastic. That you can relate to. You're like, you know what? That's kind of the person I would be if I were in Star Wars. I would be the shopkeeper, or I would be, you know, I would be the <laughs> be the scoundrel. I'd be the guy that steals the the Jogan fruit or something from one of the stands. <laughs> so yeah. um, something, something that is not Jedi centric would be, um, may, would probably be my guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I get that that would be meaningful to you uh, because it was meaningful to me to see Dr. Quadpaw um, in Andor, you know, and I saw myself <laughs> yes. in that character and I want you to have that experience too. So, so no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I would love, it's tough, actually. I'm going to backtrack. It's tough because mm-hmm. I agree with you that I want to see non-Jedi stories. And they've proven recently how well they can do those stories through TV, even through books recently, where Jedi kind of took a back seat, you know, even in the High Republic, mm-hmm. which is ultimately a story about the Jedi, I think. Um, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, nobody knows. It's about the Drangir. Um But, you know, the other side of that coin is... You want to know what happens with the Jedi. You want to know, like, you want to know what happened with Finn and Rey. I know we're not going to maybe see them, but like, might we see new characters and we hear about maybe, oh yeah, I was trained by Finn or I was tr- I was trained by Rey, mm-hmm. and this is what they taught me. And you know, I, I would love to see that too because we spend so much time learning about those characters. I would at least like to know what their legacy is, even if we don't necessarily see those characters moving forward. That is always the hook that they do that really any movie. And I got one specific, which is ridiculous, but that's really any movie. The hook that they have is they bring what you're most used to back into the fold. The last five minutes of the film where you're like, Oh my God, this, this movie was okay, but now it's amazing because so-and-so showed up much like, much like Vin Diesel in fast and furious three, when the whole movie was nothing about any of those characters from the Fast and Furious and Vin Diesel shows up the last two seconds of the movie and was like, hey, kid, something or other. I know nobody remembers that movie because it was terrible. Was, that, to- was that Tokyo Drift or was that a different... <laughs> that was Tokyo yeah. Drift, yes. I think <laughs> so- I think he cut... I think Vin Diesel cut a super weird deal to make that appearance. I don't remember what it was, but he got some <laughs> ridiculous uh, agreement to do that scene because people weren't going to go see it because there was no Tourette. You know what? You know what I was doing yeah. right before this, Wes. Other than Don't tell me you're watching the Fast, and I was watching the Fast and the Furious. I was legitimately watching the first one. Yeah, <laughs> that first one holds up. First one's a good movie. Holds up. I do. I do <laughs> love that series. And as uh, many people have know and have tuned in before, there is my obligatory. Um, 1990s kid reference for yeah. you. So. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so um, Fast and Furious franchise, dead or not? <laughs> it's so, it's so not. They make too much money. Not. They make way too much money. Decidedly not. Um, Corona would never let that happen. Okay. <laughs> They're backed by some powerful people. Um, no, but this, this Lindelof film, if it was ever actually a thing, I think we're just going off of the Hollywood reporter here. Is it dead or not? Nah? Oh, I'm it's it's dead. I'm going to say it's dead, but it's I'm going to say it's dead cuz I said nah twice. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's got to be some kind of balancing out, much like when you take a multiple choice test and you don't know any of the answers, you can't put C on and everything. it's true false. You can't, yeah, you can't put C on everything. You can't put true on everything. So um, I'm gonna say dead, but it's so vague and we have no information. I bet you that it's real. Okay. I bet you that is naw. But I'm gonna say dead to go off of the odds. Okay. I I got you. I got you, and I think I agree with you. And. <laughs> the reason that I do is mostly because I know so little about Damon Lindelof. Maybe if I knew a little bit more, I might feel a little bit more confidence, but I just, I don't know what I don't know, Wes. And I don't know if this thing That's is right. alive. And for that reason, I must say dead. It's like Schrodinger's cat. That's what this episode is. Like the Schrodinger's cat of Star Wars movies. It's in the trunk. <laughs> is it alive? Is it dead? We, it's both. It's both. Um, Charles, I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Well, that's for next week. <laughs> Let's move on to the next project. Another, another. I'm gonna say, people. I mean, I am not a. I am not Eric. Okay, I don't know everything about every intellectual property under the sun. A smaller name. I'm gonna say a smaller name. Sean Levi. Maybe it's Levy. I don't even know. That's how much research I did for this episode. But I do know. <laughs> That this is the gentleman who is responsible for the Deadpool films, which is why you're seeing him pictured here with Ryan Reynolds. And he apparently is also involved in uh, Stranger Things. And I do love Stranger Things, but I did not know what he did for, the, for, for that series. Um, but apparently he's involved, and that at least is very good in my estimation. And this gentleman here, he sounds quite devoted to this supposed film that is happening. In an interview with Collider, he actually said, he referenced the very reason for this episode. I would like to think that he did this interview so that we could read this on our show tonight. He said, I'm very (laughs) aware of the ratio of filmmakers who get to the starting line, but here's my attitude. I have this golden ticket into a galaxy far away, and I'm going to devote myself to developing a screenplay that gives me the privilege of making this movie. Now, I do appreciate the quote. It's a great quote. But he forgot to add the second far in he there. He did. If that's exactly what he said. But the points, the points it can be are made up and they don't matter, but minus 500. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he sounds committed, right, to whatever this yeah. project is. That's all we know about it at this point is that it's a movie. And he's going to make it, gosh darn it. That's what he said, basically. Um, we don't know what it's about. We don't know anything else except he's going to make it. But you know what we do know? They just announced another Deadpool movie with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And I would have to think that that is probably higher on this man's priority list, as is the last season of Stranger Things, not to mention. So he's got some competing things on his agenda, it sounds to me. So he sounds devoted. He makes me want to say, nah. But then I look at his to-do list, I look at my to-do list, and there's a lot of things on there <laughs> down at the bottom I'm not going to get to, all right? I know. I put them on there. I act like I'm going to do them. I'm not going to do them. I'm never going to get there. I'm not sure if Sean Levi or Sean Levy, if it is that, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> if he's going to get there. I'm not sure if either one of those gentlemen is going to get <laughs> to make this movie. So I'm going to say that this is dead. What do you think? Um... Wow. I think just thinking of Deadpool um, as a template, um, I think he would be great for a, which is spoiling something for the last of the um, bullet points we have here. I think he'd be great for Solo 2 mm. 
and doing some uh, persona work with as Han Solo yeah. um, with some of the quips that he does. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool has all he's all those comedic points. Um, I do think Ryan Reynolds is the exact same character in every single movie, but um, that's <laughs> either here nor there. Um, <laughs> but I think um, it would be if it was going to be a Star Wars project by Sean Levy and Sean Levi, both of them together, I would believe it would be something Han Solo um, centric and maybe Solo 2 um, as a TV series mm. or as a movie um, would be something that would be right up his alley. So, nah. So, nah. I'm okay. going to say nah. All right, good. Okay, when you started that off, I thought you were just word finding and you were just like, Deadpool, dead, dead. This is dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and I tricked everybody. <laughs> Stephanie, Mac, um, Stephanie Mac agrees with you. She says apparently that uh, Mr. Levi and Mr. Levy uh, is a Canadian, a fellow Canadian hey. at that, and she cannot vote against him. So she says, nah, this is happening, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's another one of those that's got to be down way down the line if it's happening, and I hope it does. I mean, I want all these things to happen. I want to say nah. I want to say nah, but I'm just, I got to say, I got to say yeah, you know, <laughs> got to say yeah. <laughs> But let's move on to to maybe the other, I don't know. I'm going to say this is in the same vein of the Patty Jenkins story because this one one has been out there for quite a long time. Uh, It's rumored to have been a sure thing at one point. And that is Ryan Johnson's, not single film, but Ryan Johnson's trilogy, right? Unknown what this would be about, very possibly Broom Boy, that's what everyone has always said, even though that's in a jokey manner. Uh, but he, he crushed The Last Jedi, right? Or at least I, I think I think he did. I think you think he did, too. Um, it's a great movie. I do. It I is do. a great movie. You can have your qualms about whatever you want, the physics of hyperspace and whatever. Holdo having purple hair, fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> not my Star not Wars. My Star not Wars. purple hair in my purple Star skin, Wars. skin, fine. Purple hair, you've gone too far. Um <laughs> No, I mean, he, he crushed it. It's an amazing movie, and he has had a lot of success on the heels of it. And and I think that this story came out, like, immediately after The Last Jedi. Um, they were like, yep, he's got the keys for a trilogy. We're, we're going to just hand those over because he, he proved himself. He is someone on this list who has not only proven himself with other things, but he already proved himself within Star Wars. So... Mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot towards him, but, but we are not now just talking about one film, right? We're talking about, is a trilogy going to happen? And you may have heard about this other little movie that he did called Knives Out. Have you ever seen Knives Out, Wes? You know what? I haven't taken the time to watch it. Well, it's good. Um, I, yes, I know Eric raves about it, both of them. Um, and I have had it up on the screen and I haven't clicked play yet. I've been in the vicinity. I've been so close, but I haven't turned it on yet. Much like, and there's a lot of things that I haven't watched that I need to watch. Um, but I feel like once I start watching, I'm going to get sucked in, much like I did Star Wars years ago. So I only have one. I only have room for one fandom well, right now. Well, you know, <laughs> right? it's it's only two movies right now. So let's not get carried away. Um, 
It's worth it. It's worth it. It's Daniel Craig. Oh, it's a star-studded cast. It's all kinds of people. I, I'm not even going to try to name them all because I'll miss important people. But Daniel Craig is oh, the, the detective. And uh, he's wonderful as well. So there's Knives Out, and then Glass Onion just came out. And Net- Netflix gave this man buku money for this film. It was out in theaters for like a week, and now it's a Netflix exclusive because I think they funded the project or whatever. Um, and there's a third there's a third that is going to happen. It is a confirmed trilogy, or, well, I shouldn't say confirmed. I'm using that term loosely. Um, I do believe he wants to make a trilogy, and I would have to imagine Daniel Craig would be on board. He's the recurring character between the films as the detective. Um, so he's got, he's got stuff on his agenda, too. But apparently he's got a trilogy that is coming. Um, dead or not, Wes? Oh, my gosh. Um... So before I get into it, I think I'm going to watch Knives Out this week. Well, people in the chat are yelling at you. <laughs> are yelling. I mean, when you put more than one exclamation point, I feel like you're attacking me. So I'm going to watch it this week. The knives really are out in the chat right <laughs> the now. The knives are totally out. Stephanie, I'm going to watch it. Um, much like I'm going to read Revenge of the Sith novelization. Uh, so <laughs> dead or nah on... Oh, man. So... Just looking back at uh, The Last Jedi, I had friends that do not like it. I have friends that still don't like it. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan when I, when I first saw it, but after after every single viewing, I liked it a little more and a little more and a little more, and it is by far my favorite movie in the sequel trilogy because it's so different, and it, it, answered, it answered some questions, but it left a lot up to, to the speculation. Um, and it was a really, really well put together film, I think. I think um, some of the um, some of the points that were made, some of the questionable matter, I think were fantastically done. Um, so, I think I think the what what do you say the 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 hires that be the the powers the overlords be. yeah the powers that be. Thank you, Charles. That's why I'm here. The overlords at Disney. <laughs> that too, <laughs> Lucasfilm. <laughs> I think they've noticed that throughout the years. I, I don't think they were necessarily um, on board with it. Um, well, they had to be because they announced it like after the, the movie came out, right? So, But then I think some people soured to it and maybe coming back. I don't know. Um, but trilogy, though. Trilogy, is a, that's a big thing. I'm going to say, oh, man. I'm going to say, I'm going to say dead. I'm going to say this is dead because based on a trilogy. Okay. I think... Um, him heading up three movies. It's been so long since we've heard anything. It, it, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumor out there. That says no, of course it's still going. Of course I'm going to do it. I mean, if, if they told, if they told me, maybe Wes, we're going to you know do your trilogy. Maybe we're thinking about it. And somebody came out and asked me, hey, you think it's still going to do your movies? He's like, of course they are. Why wouldn't they? I'm amazing. Everybody loves my work. You know, so so I would I would build myself up, but you know. I'm going to I'm going to say dead because it just I just feel like they aren't going through with it based on the uh based on backlash based on um various um Disney higher-ups leaving and coming back stuff like that so um I'm going to say dead. Yeah. Charles. Yeah, I mean you bring up a you? good point. There's a lot of a lot of the powers that be as you say um they're changing. Um, and sometimes they're changing back to who they were before. And who knows what that means for some of these projects. But I think 
I think I agree with you that like trilogy just feels far fetched at this point. Um, I mean, we're talking about a project that if he started like after the Knives Out third film, we're probably talking about a trilogy ending like a decade after that. I mean, that just feels, I don't know. It's hard to say that that's not dead. I, I think he will make another Star Wars film. I do think he will come back mm-hmm. to that. Um, or maybe he'd get a turn on a TV show. But Trilogy, that's dead. That is so dead. I'll throw you another one. Will there ever be another Star Wars trilogy? Yes. Yes, there will be. Um, I think we're going to see another big gap here, though. I think they're focusing on smaller... Well, not smaller, but just... They're not focusing Singular. on the saga. Yeah, they, they are mm. certainly throwing enough money and time into, into Star Wars itself, but they're not focusing on the same formula they, that they have in the past. You know, um, they're, they're changing up the recipe to the secret sauce. And I think it's working. I mean, I think that people are, are open to it. I think people have really been enjoying the TV shows, the animation. And so I don't think they're going to rush into another trilogy because I, I do think... You know, they, they tripped over themselves a little bit with it. So um, they don't mm-hmm. want to repeat that mistake. And things are growing well in, in the other mediums right now. So, yeah, I agree. With that. A lot of people are throwing some comments in here. Um, Tiger Den 27 has popped in. And other than yelling at you to watch Knives Out, which everyone else is busy doing, <laughs> Tiger Den says <laughs> Star Wars can go full Marvel. Where one shows a western, one is a spy thriller, and maybe Ryan gets a murder mystery or political thriller. So yeah, so maybe taking uh, a, the type of story that he's shown, he's very capable of doing and doing um, in an interesting way with a murder mystery and putting that in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I, I think we could see that. I do think he is someone though who values doing new stuff. Um, so I don't know if that is something he would be jumping at doing. Broom Boy. Solving murders, broom boys, the Hardy Boys. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Stephanie Mack uh, really yeah. just wants you to watch Knives Out. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And yeah, Justin Krieger, also Diligent Sloth, uh, also known as Diligent Sloth, says Disney can't make a movie, let alone a trilogy. At this point, seems unlikely. So Justin Krieger says all of these projects are dead. All of them, because they're all movies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I mean, we, again, this is kind of, we're just bringing back, we're doing a pulse check, like you said. We're trying to figure out all of these, all of these uh, stories and all of these rumors, um, all of these press releases. Everything gets put out into the medium, or to the media, and we want to bring it back and kind of gauge are these actually happening? Because we remember. We don't forget. We're like elephants. So we're going to talk about the things. Star Wars fans are like <laughs> elephants. <laughs> we're not forgetting. Um, Stephanie Max says 100% Ryan Johnson's trilogy. 100%. Oh. So mark her words. Um, I would love it. Uh, listen, I don't... I want it to happen, Stephanie. Yeah. I want yeah, it to if happen. If we vote dead, just to be clear, we are not saying we want these things to die. We want these things to happen, but... Some of them, our, our hopes are, are dwindling. But, you know, we'll, we'll come around. And the last one here, 
Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige getting a Star Wars film. This is another story that was going around. And there are a lot of things about Kevin Feige that I am confident about. Uh, am I confident that he will continue wearing ball caps with blazers? Yes, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. Kevin nice. Feige wears a baseball cap at a red carpet. Every time. <laughs> am I confident that this movie's getting made? Maybe not so much. And, and I'll tell you why. That's because there are some conflicting comments out there from people who should know what's going on, I would think. Uh, oh, Alan Horn, who is at one point or another the Disney co-chairman, um, maybe not anymore with all the shakers that have happened, but Alan Horn said, we're excited about the projects Kathy and the Lucasfilm team are working on. With the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling, and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a film together. Now, the aforementioned Kathleen Kennedy later would say, I would love to see what movie he would come up with, but right now, no, there isn't anything specifically. So this is one of the things that's really half-baked, it sounds like. There's not even an idea. There's not a story treatment. There's not a script. But apparently, mm -hmm. he's got a film. What do you think? Well, just that quote... Um Knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Yes, they can work on one together and it'd be great, but are is it going to be a Star Wars film that they work on? Or is this just like, yeah, it'd be great if you made one, but we're not necessarily giving you one. Right. I'm sure you could do it, but we don't have one for right. you. Um, so, I mean, Kevin Feige would make a fantastic Star Wars film. I'm sure he's a great he's a great um, he's a great director he's a great producer um, but I mean I don't think there's one there out there for him right now I'm sure he is a little busy with some of the Marvel works that he's doing right so um, I think he is on a list of people to make a Star Wars movie he just doesn't have one yet yeah they don't have anything specific for him but he will have one eventually I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think, it's I, I think, though, for me, I've made the point several times this person has too much on their plate. And mm. if I made that argument for them, i got to stay consistent here. And Kevin Feige has got a big plate, but that thing is overflowing. That thing is Thanksgiving round one in the Jenkins household. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Um, things are falling <laughs> off the plate, walking to the table. The dog, the dog is, you know, picking up the scraps along the way. I mean, there is not room on this man's plate. So I, for that reason, I'm going to say that I think this is dead. I think it's dead. I said it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the same. Um, Justin Krieger, I'm not really interested in the producer of something is. I want to know who the writer and director is. Fair point. So yeah. that, yeah, that's a good point. You want to know who actually puts the guts into the, <laughs> into the, the writing itself. Um, but um, kind of piggybacking off of that comment, um, they have mounds of content that they can go after. They can use pieces of legends. They can use pieces of canon works um, and create a story or a movie off of that. Or, I mean, really just use that as a backbone and take a lot of points from a book, like a book like maybe like Bloodline, maybe like um, maybe like one of the the legends pieces. Um, What's that? Uh, what's that? The uh, the famous Legends book that everybody loves. I Jedi. Um, uh, I Jedi. <laughs> I 
So, I mean, which could, I mean, that could be a, 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 a branch of the Rogue Squadron yeah. books uh, or which movie that uh, hopefully is still coming out, but I um, want it to happen. So this one, I'm going to kind of agree with you. It's too much in this man's plate. He is on, he is on the, the whiteboard, kind of near the top. There's a Kevin Feige name yeah. written up there in, in black Sharpie marker because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It is permanent. But um, I don't think they have a specific works in there for him Yeah, yet. he's sticking around, unlike whoever wrote on the whiteboard with a Sharpie. That person is <laughs> let go <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Isopropyl alcohol, it takes it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you sound like someone that's made that move before. Um, now, it, it's job. not just films. Right, it's not just films. That's what we were focusing on tonight. But there are plenty of other projects that, at the very least, have been rumored. Some have been confirmed. Some have had trailers. Some have had tweets. Um, and I want to end with just some rapid fire projects here that, at, at least at one point or another, were thought to be something that was going to happen. And we got a few of these things. I just want to know, dead or not, we are not going to discuss these things in any detail. I'm just going to throw them out there. You say dead or not, I say dead or not, and we move on. Are you ready, Wes? I'm ready. All right. Number one, a Lando TV show starring Donald Glover. Dead or not? Dead. dead. Number two, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Dead or not? Nah. Nah, I agree. Number three, <laughs> Solo 2. Based on what I said earlier in the, in the, in the podcast, nah. I think it's dead. Number four, <sighs> Star Wars Eclipse. Just to remind you, that's the High Republic RPG. Nah. Nah. I'm going to say nah. I think it's happening too. I, I think yeah. I think they got to do it. And number five, dead or not, Mace Windu. Nah. Nah. Nah, nah man. Nah. nah. Mace, Mace Windu is alive and well. Windu's Windows is open for business. That's right. Um, Just a couple floors not even a couple floors. <laughs> Hundreds of floors down Coruscant. He's making a living. He's he's he is he's a nine to five now. He doesn't want anybody to know. That's right. But he's he's making a killing and he's and he has his retirement and a pension. He's coming back. He has to. <laughs> he has to. Sam Jackson wants to. I love I love that uh everyone's just throwing in the rapid fire answers in the chat here. We got emotional evolution, we got Justin Krieger, we got Stephanie Mag. No, Stephanie, all, dead as a doornail. All these people oh. Mace, no, Mace isn't dead. <laughs> Come on. I've I've made this argument too many times. He's he's gotta be alive. It just makes sense. But everyone's just throwing out their deads, their nas, their maybes. We don't know at the end of the day. These are just our best guesses, our gut feelings. Yeah. Um but I think there is hope. I, I guess if we're going to round this out, there is hope for the future of Star Wars. There is hope for very good storytelling. I mean, all these names that we're talking about, um, even you, Damon Lindelof, uh, big big <laughs> names, like people who make or contribute in some way to very good stories. I mean, these, these are people who have proven themselves in one way or another. That's how you get you know your name attached to Star Wars as an IP to begin with. And there's good stuff coming. Whether it's these films and video games and shows or not, there is good stuff coming. And they have very talented people to do it. So they're not, we're not lacking any kind of quality that we're going into with whether it be TV shows, movies, video games, anything like that. So we have quality people in the fandom. And I don't think it's going to 
going to deter anyone from even watching any of the old Star Wars stuff. I think it's going to bring even more people into the fandom, which is kind of what you want. And they also want subscription bucks, but it, that'll, that'll help too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, not just fans; they want they want paying they want customers money. only money. <laughs> um, Wes, this episode of the Living Force Podcast, dead or nah? This episode, nah, nah. dude, nah. I think I think we knocked it out of the park. We're so good. I think uh, come last episode of the of the year. Just us two again. I think Eric and and uh, next no next. What's going to happen? I'm the producer of the show. I'll make us this same size uh-huh. that you see on the screen right now. If you're watching live, and then Corey and Eric will be two little small corner pieces in like up here in the corner, kind of this area, <laughs> just real tiny. We'll just see them, and we'll <laughs> unmute them when we're ready. When we're ready, when but they have to ready. raise their hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, this um, this was fun, man. I genuinely yeah. this was fun. Um, it's. There, I don't know why I thought about this because um, we have talked plenty and obviously we've hung out together in Asheville during the documentary, but it's di- it's a different dynamic for it to just be us two uh, than to it have is. the whole group. There's like an episode of that 70s show. I used to watch the crap out of that show where two of the characters who are in like every episode together find themselves alone and they're just like, they kind of realize like, what do we talk about? Like, I don't, like, <laughs> we don't do this. Um, and that's, that's kind of what what this was for us, but it was a lot of fun, man. This was this was a good time. So thanks for yeah, I had a great thanks time for making it. Thanks for hanging out. Um, maybe maybe we will be back next week. Maybe Wes and I will be back next week while Eric and Corey are off doing Eric and Corey things. Who knows? And just to peek behind the curtain, we were um, before we went live. Like this is probably going to be a shorter show. So sorry in advance, but this is going to be a, like a, a shorter show for sure. And it definitely went it's just is, as longer, longer than any of the shows that we've done before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says about <laughs> us, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy to have spent this time with you, my friend. So yes, sir. Me on too. that note, that will do it for this week's episode of the living force. If you're already supporting us on Patreon, head over to discord, join the aftermath after show. No, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's not, just don't. But you could just go over to Discord and join any other channel that you want, uh, including the Living Force channel. If you want to talk to us, hop onto that channel, hang out, uh, and we'll have a good time there. Special thank you to some of our patrons, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. I hope to goodness that that was an updated list. Uh, so thank you for your amazing support and anyone else who I hopefully did not forget about. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. And everyone else can make it their New Year's resolution to make it to the show to have their Twitter profiles read. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Wes, Wes, and Wes for podcasting with me. And as always, <laughs> may the force be with you. There is no hatred, there is joy. There is no division, there is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. 
And remember, the Force will be with you, always.